What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 127, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and today I am not joined by my usual co-host. Ethan is away at an academy somewhere, so I've recruited some special guests over the next few weeks. And to fill in today, I'm very happy to be joined by the host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, bringing you some of the best interviews in the industry, my friend Luke Lore. Welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? I am thrilled to be here, honored to be here, thankful to be here. I enjoy your show. I watch it regularly. Project X Talk is a mainstay in my podcast list, so I thank you. Uh, I am stoked to join you, my friend. Yeah, so we got so we got some stuff to talk about, but I'm uh, I'm always happy to to have you back. I think you might be a number one spot for most uh, recurring guests now. All right, you claim that title. Ooh, I, think, I, I like that. Okay. I think Mav had it, so uh, you, you took over took over Mav. But anyway, guys, this is an Xbox podcast. We are live every Thursday right here on YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we post every Friday morning on your favorite podcast service. So while you're over there, please drop us a rating, drop us a review. It does help every content creator with that algorithm if you do that, and we appreciate it. If you'd like to interact with us more, come join the Discord. Uh, hanging out, talking random stuff in there all the time. Link is down below. And if you want to support us further, get early access to all of our content and bonus post shows, go over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you, like our current Patreon supporters. So thank you to Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, and the Xbox Expansion Pass. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate each and every one of you. Luke, we start every show here by going around the room and asking one simple question. That question is, what have you been playing, my friend? Goodness, I've been playing a lot. Uh, but they're not all necessarily new games. Uh, I have been returning to Hi-Fi Rush and having a good old time with that. Um, I did finally have to drop down to easy mode because I'm not a rhythm player and the parrying was was killing me. Uh, but having a blast with that, really enjoying the new seasons of both Halo Infinite and Fortnite. And I'm stoked to get into Season 9 of Sea of Thieves. Uh, there's also the beta for, for Diablo that just dropped today. Like... I'm swimming in stuff to play right now, and I, I, I the, the Resident Evil 4 demo, I could go on mm-hmm. for, for forever, so you tell me what you want to hear about, and I could talk about it for days. Well, I want to I hear your thoughts about Hi-Fi Rush some more, because that was a game I really enjoyed, and uh, I played mm-hmm. the entire game on easy, so no shame there, all right? Okay, all right, so I'm loving Hi-Fi Rush. This is a game that um, I can't stick with it for too long at one time. Uh, because I'm not a rhythm game person, but there's so much personality. It's so bright and festive. And in general, it's a feel-good game that I find myself returning to it. It reminds me, and I know I'm not the only one to say this, but it brings back some some nostalgic vibes of like Sega back in the day. And it feels like the kind of game that, frankly, uh, Xbox needs to be making more of uh, that are kind of a departure from the standard games that you would see uh, currently. You know how Nintendo has a very distinct feel? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think Xbox has a distinct feel for games. I think there's a distinct feeling when you play a PlayStation AAA title, a distinct feel when you play boot up a certain Nintendo game, and Xbox lacks that a little bit. Now, to their credit, it's because they have such a diverse portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, to their detriment, 
it's difficult to identify. So I'm really enjoying some Hi-Fi Rush. I love just the creativity that's gone into it. I know I was fortunate to speak to the director, uh, John Johannes, and it's just, it's fantastic to me that this game was allowed to happen because it could have been the evil within two, the evil within three, the evil within four or expansion, this expansion, that, but no, they departed. They did something special. Hi-Fi Rush feels good, man. Yeah. I, I loved Hi-Fi Rush. It was one of our, uh, one of the games that I think Xbox has really like broken a mold with is it was, it was a zeitgeist mm -hmm. moment. You know how, how mm -hmm. we always talk about Xbox doesn't have one of those recently. And then hi-fi rush dropped and everyone was talking about it. I absolutely mm -hmm. adored it. I am. I would say I'm good at rhythm games when it's like guitar hero. If it's mm -hmm. anything besides that, I cannot do it. Like I tried to play metal hell singer. Terrible. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't play that game in the slightest. I end up just not mm -hmm. being able to shoot. So I fry rush. I love that it didn't punish you even when you missed. Like it didn't less damage, but it still did your attack. You still got to play. Right. So I'm I'm pumped that you're loving it. It's it's up in my game of the year list right now for sure. I hope that it's not forgotten. I know that I and many other content creators are all kind of saying this on shows of late. Um, but it's not a game that I want to see forgotten. It's a game that I want to be remembered and mainstay. And I think they could do if they were if they can get out an expansion sometime uh, in August. I think they've got a good shot at being in that game of the year conversation because it will remind people to play, and mm -hmm. suddenly uh, people will be checking checking out Hi-Fi Rush in a way that they maybe forgot that they did because it is a special game it feels good and one of the things i i always say this on every show that i'm on that one of the things i got to learn about the game is that uh if you were to delete the sound files the game would not play at all everything is linked to the beat and the game comes to a standstill if indeed there's no beat happening all by way of uh the sound files that are in the game so to me, that's crazy. If you delete the sound files, suddenly you can't jump. Suddenly mm -hmm. you can't walk. The enemies won't move. Uh, and if you were to change the sound files, and I'm curious if modders are going to start doing this, uh, it would change the speed at which things happen, which is what makes it such an impressive and yet complex game. And so personally, I want to see a hip-hop mode. Uh, I want to see uh, some other style musics shown in here because I don't have any musical talent or rhythm or anything. I'm even bad at Guitar Hero. But I'm learning to appreciate music. And my my wife, who is not a gamer at all, um, and I mean, like, she's real bad at games. Um, <laughs> she was in the room watching me play it. And she was like saying, no, you're hit now. Now, no, try now. Look at this. Watch this thing. And it was it was a cool experience to have. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, my girlfriend can play piano. So she is more musically inclined than me. So it, it, I definitely had a similar experience where it's like, what, what are you doing? You're nowhere near. And I was like, I, I in my mind, it's, it's, it seems so clear. Like, I'll just hit it right now. And then it, you're way off. And I'm like, eh, well, I'm trying my best. I did get better as the game went on, to my credit. Instead yeah, okay. of like D's and C's, I got a few B's, got, I got an A once or twice. So mm -hmm. What more can you ask I for? I think I saw an S once way my, I played like four levels, I think maybe three or four. Um, Cause I'm going, those levels are long, mm -hmm. um, but I think I got it an S one time and I was like, yeah, look at me go. <laughs> so. Big man on campus. That's right. Yep. <laughs> um, Humble brag. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, I'll just quickly go over what I've been playing. Uh, Cause it's really, yeah. Just, you ever, you ever have 
Luke, you might, I think you might be able to actually appreciate this. You ever have a time where you pick up one game and then you're like, I gotta go play the rest of the series. Like just dive in deep to this. Oh yes. I actually did that with Sonic the Hedgehog after Sonic Frontiers. I went back and played so much Sonic because of Sonic Frontiers uh, that I absolutely just adored it and loved it. And uh, I'm stoked to hear what it is you did this with because once you get into a franchise, it feels good, you know? Yeah. So, so it's a it's a JRPG series. So I, I know I've I've probably lost you already, but nerd. <laughs> it's a series called the Yeez series. Y S. Okay. All right. Um, it's it's, it's pronounced Yeez or is it Ease? I don't I, know. I have no idea. I say Yeez <laughs> until someone tells me otherwise. Until like nobody talks about it. So how can I possibly know? You know, nobody nobody's mm-hmm. talking about these mm-hmm. games. But I played two last year. I played the more modern ones last year. And I was like, this is good. And then this year, I really decided, like, I'm going to spend some time and just dive deep. And I was playing games that released on hardware. I was like, I've never even heard of these. Like, that X94. What I don't even know what this, this system is that people are playing on. But mm-hmm. I went back and I was playing those old school RPGs. Ones where it's like, I got to look up a guide to understand even where to go. Because the the design isn't modern game design. It's like, oh, drop down this random hole in the middle of a dungeon, and that's how you proceed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in what world would I ever think of that? So I've mm-hmm. played, I've, I've played um, four. I played. I tried to play six. I did not like it. It was like the Dark Souls of Yee's games, and I was like, I cannot. Oh, do this. you said the thing. You said the thing. It was the Dark Souls. Of it was East so R-E's. hard. I was, di- I was dying to random mobs just out mm-hmm. in the world and losing like hours of progress. And I was like, "This isn't fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep playing this game because you can mm-hmm. only save at certain points. Like you have to find a little stone to save at." Um, mm-hmm. But I'm playing the more modern one, like Seven. I'm really enjoy playing that one right now, and that's kind of where I see like the beginnings of what would become the modern like combat systems and party systems and i think that's awesome when you go back into series and you see like how they evolved like oh you started with Mm -hmm. this really weird obscure system and then you slowly build on it over time that's awesome to me that's so cool to hear because it's something that's so alien to me like jrpgs are not my jam but to me, it's really fun when you do get into a franchise, but then you go back and you see like you're saying one's too hard, but you're seeing like elements of of what's making the games that you are enjoying fun. And I was able to do that. You know, I brought up Sonic the Hedgehog. I was seeing things they were doing with spin dash, with the jumps, mm-hmm. with enemy types and getting to watch the evolution of a series is something really special. And at some point I plan to do this um, with Super Mario where I go back and I replay because, you know, we, we all take Mario for granted. We all think about Mario as just a thing. Uh, but I've done this with Halo, done this with Sonic, with Gears of War, where you go back and you start at the first and you may not need, you don't need to finish it, but you play enough of it to where you're like, oh, this is the DNA. And then I watch the 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 series grow up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the coolest thing. And I will I will comfortably say that Xbox does a very, very good job at letting you play old games on their their systems. And I very much hope that uh, they continue to do that because when you get to follow a series and keep a series all in one ecosystem, all your achievements in one spot, why not? Yes. That feels good too, you know? Yes. 
I, I unfortunately this is not the case with this series I'm, I have some on PlayStation I have some on PC and the, the, there's one of them on Xbox which will probably tie into a question later in the show that we have from a viewer about RPGs or JRPGs specifically on Xbox but there's one on Xbox and I always like to support them on Xbox when I can but then PlayStation mm -hmm. was like nine dollars or twenty dollars on Xbox and I was like I also got a be financial you gotta do what you gotta do yeah you gotta, be financial yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do so yeah i'm having a good no time shame in that. that game <laughs> uh anyway luke you want to talk about some news we got news yes i'm happy to talk about some news uh i feel like it hasn't stopped in 2023 it has not stopped uh, it's uh, every day there was probably more i could have included but it was all just like this company said this and this company said, i'm like well we're gonna get something big soon though something mm -hmm. big's coming because mm -hmm. let's talk about this though because it's tied to the activision blizzard deal okay but okay. xbox has made two more cloud gaming deals phil spencer announced yep. via twitter that microsoft has entered into two new 10-year deals the new deals are with boosteroid and ubitus two cloud gaming providers that will allow both of these providers to stream xbox pc games and activision blizzard games after the acquisition closes luke you ever hear of these two companies before it was announced and uh what are your thoughts i sure have not uh i had never heard of them in fact i was talking i was joking because prior to the show like when i was putting together um, you know, just notes on the week for Xbox news, um, for XCP, I was like looking these up and I'm like, I don't know these either. Um, but what I, what I feel about it is hugely positive. I think it's fantastic. Um, one of the things that I really enjoy about Xbox, uh, and the gaming space they're working to create is that they don't really mind where you play provided you're playing, uh, their games and through their, their services. And I am all about it. I think, excuse me, my dog just sneezed. Um, <laughs> scared the heck out of me, I got to say. Uh, but really and truly, it doesn't bother me at all where people play. I was sad to see that Stadia was so poorly supported by Google. But I would have loved the idea of when Halo Infinite came out, it showed up on Stadia. I heard Brad Sams talking on, uh, on his show the other day about the idea of like, man, it'd be really cool if, if Xbox games showed up on Amazon Luna. And I'm all about it. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't care where anybody plays their games so long as I get to play with them and play where I want to play. Um, I regularly discuss uh, how, you know, one of my, my closest friends and arch nemesis, uh, Mr. Babbitt, is a PlayStation guy. Ugly kid, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, you know, we play Fortnite and Sea of Thieves and Halo all the time and thanks to discord now like we can just jump in and talk no matter what but when we play in fortnite there is no difference to me than if he's playing on his playstation or his xbox or his pc i don't even know i, w I wouldn't know right i don't care it doesn't bother me in the slightest and i love more people playing games um so like this is great news and if it uh works to reduce pressures on microsoft uh that, that the CMA or the FTC are putting on them as far as the Activision Blizzard deal. Great. Great. Something Xbox has shown routinely uh, is that they are willing to put their games anywhere and support them. Minecraft being a good example. Uh, all the live service games they acquired from Bethesda, like Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76. Is 76? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, great. Fine by me. Like, I think this is good. Alleviate some of that pressure. Um, seems like a win. And if you are gaming there, great. You're going to have access to more games. Sweet. 
Yeah, so from what I gather, um, I think one of these is a Ukraine-based cloud mm-hmm. gaming company. So obviously we know That's everything Booster going Roy? on. I, I, right. I think so. I think so. So obviously mm-hmm. we know everything going on in the Ukraine right now. And if this helps alleviate, not well, not alleviate issues over there, but help some people get some joy in a really tense situation in that country, mm-hmm. great. That That's even better. But you're looking at things like uh, Ubitus, which brings the cloud to Nintendo Switch. Because we already mm-hmm. know Xbox has a Nintendo Switch deal in place. Now they have the cloud provider. So that, to me, signals kind of like, hey, maybe cloud versions would come to the switch we already have the nintendo deal and then you're hitting two birds with one stone right there um i just think that xbox is really trying to appease regulators with this deal and people can Mm -hmm. look at it like that and they're like oh they're only doing this to get the deal through but at the end of the day who cares why they're doing it if it's the net outcome is positive for gamers is how i'm always going to look at things if it benefits more people great they're not making deals out of the goodness of their heart no company in the world does that but they are making deals that benefit people and that is more important mm-hmm. to me than whatever console war or acquisition battle uh people want to rage on twitter fully agree fully agree and uh not for nothing in an age where online games are so important and quite a few of microsoft's properties benefit from uh being accessible in multiple places and i think about sea of thieves just launched season nine uh huge huge pc client base and i mean like huge not just steam but also uh windows store like they have a ton it's it's kind of absurd uh then they also have a huge population that's playing on xbox one and then they have a a good population playing on uh, xbox series devices and no small number playing on x cloud which is interesting Mm -hmm. to me um, a single digit percentage, I think, don't, don't quote me, I'm not an insider, but like last I heard. Um, and then you look at Halo Infinite, which launched a free-to-play element to its multiplayer. Being in more places is going to help that. You look at Forza, the Forza series, as that brings in expansions. They want more people playing racing games, uh, being available on xCloud, PC clients, and cloud-based services, uh, important as well. And then uh, who knows what's coming down the pipeline. Uh, cough, cough, hint, hint, if they if the Diablo deal goes through, like how great would it be to see Diablo uh, on a web-based service, a cloud-based service, a login on your phone? Don't you have phones? Uh, Call of Duty being available in more places. Like, I want this. I want more people to play the games that I love. More people playing Sea of Thieves, playing Halo Infinite. This is a win. And you're right. Bringing it to places that don't otherwise get it uh, is great. Ubitus, I don't know where that one, I think that's headquartered in Japan. If I remember correctly, Boosteroid out of uh, Ukraine, as you said, and then they got the Nvidia deal, Nintendo. Uh, it's it's wins after wins after wins, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm waxing no, poetic good. here, but it's also nice to see that a number of third party uh, developers and service companies, not just like your EAs and whatnot, but like Valve uh, and whatnot, are all coming out in support. They want parity between Xbox and PlayStation, because at the moment, and particularly after the Xbox One generation, the majority of sales skew PlayStation. It's a solid three to one uh, skew towards PlayStation. If you've got it more uh, one to one, then you're selling more copies overall because gaming has only grown as Mm -hmm. Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation all post sustainable growth numbers and profits. If it's more one to one, that means the, the profits are rising even higher. 
No, absolutely. That's my I, point. Yeah, yeah. Great point. First of all, um, I was Thank looking you. at this this nice bot in the chat offering us the, to the promotion for viewers. Um, I'll, oh my I'll, gosh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. You should hit them up later. And hey, just a pro tip for anyone listening: um, check your spam folder. There might be there might be some singles in your area that you didn't know about. Ooh, just saying. That's right. Mm. And you may have the opportunity to make a handsome profit if you just forefront a little bit of money towards a, a prince whose name you can't pronounce. Mm -mm. I mean, when my returns come in from mm -hmm. the prince, who's going to be mm -hmm. laughing? All right. Yeah. Uh, then you're I can getting, you're getting it. Then mm -hmm. I can finance the viewers, the bots to get me the viewership. It's all making sense. Um, back to back to Xbox, though. If we if we're looking at this and like you were saying, expanding the cloud to everyone uh, and getting cross play because we're seeing mm -hmm. now e Epic just made a requirement right for people publishing on there. So they want Epic cross play between all the platforms on PC. And that would include Xbox and Microsoft. I just love the move towards cooperation that we're seeing between a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of developers publishers in the industry getting everyone to play together getting everyone to play on any device they want and i think playstation is obviously fighting to stop the deal for monetary reasons but even mm -hmm. if 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 the deal goes through and xbox has putting cod over on playstation that's still a win for playstation all right i know regardless of what people say they're not going to make the version worse they're still going to want to sell as many copies because that is billions of dollars they are huge mm -hmm. call of duty is massive and i cannot understate that enough it's it's one of those things where it, it makes so little sense for that game to go exclusive it, it makes no sense whatsoever uh especially given Microsoft's current business model of trying to put their games in multiple places. We all thought they were not. We all, that's a terrible way to put it. What I should say is a lot of people were skeptical and doubtful of their strategy in 2017 of going day and date PC and of game pass proper. And now everything they've shown has said, this is good. It's good for devs, gamers, and publishers. Why not? So like sweet, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Dog man. making a lot of noise. Uh, he's, he's being a dog, you know. What are you gonna do? They they do dog yeah. things. Um, we have yeah, dogs in the office at work, and uh, so I'm used to dogs everywhere all the time. Nice. Just, all right, you know, it's just chilling. So we can uh, cool. we cool. can move on to story number two. Speaking of games coming places, Numero Ghostwire dos. Tokyo finally has a release date mm -hmm. for Xbox. So announced by Bethesda yesterday, Tango GameWorks Ghostwire Tokyo finally has a release date on Xbox and Game Pass. April 12th, 2023 is when players can expect to see the title alongside a new batch of content called The Spider's Thread. This will be a new game mode outside of the story. It is a 30-stage gauntlet from a pool of 120 levels, each with unique challenges. They'll also be adding new areas, additional missions, and extending some cutscenes in the main campaign to give more context. There will also be new enemies and skills for players to tackle. Luke, did you play Ghostwire Tokyo on PS5 or PC? previously i did not uh i did not it very much looked like a loot game by the way it looks like the kind of game that i would get into um but timing uh maybe it was timing maybe it was monies whatever it was i didn't jump in and i'm really excited for it to come come to xbox i'm i'm thankful that it's even a more uh 
advanced advanced is not the right word but you know it's it's a improved version from what initially launched and i don't say that as a slight to playstation gamers or anything like that that's silly um but i'm excited to play the best version of game when it becomes available on game pass where i don't have to risk my monies kind of thing i'm, I'm anxious for that and uh not for nothing um it it's the nice thing about it is like i don't have to pressure myself to play it right away mm-hmm. i Thought I was going to jump into Wolong. Wasn't feeling it. No loss, no harm, no foul. It's in Game Pass. Uh, I want to try Atomic Heart. It's on my jam to do. I haven't quite gotten there just yet. So that's kind of the benefit of it is like, I'm excited for Ghostwire Tokyo. I really am. Um, but it's coming in a window of time where Jedi Fallen Order and Resident Evil 4 will be there. If I don't get it right away, cool. No problem. But I am going to play the game. I am stoked for it. And, uh, I like the spooky genre. I don't like being mm-hmm. scared, but I like spooky. Um, Resident Evil is perfect because it's not really scary for me, uh, but it's spooky and, and fun. Uh, so I'm excited for Ghostwire. I think you'll enjoy Ghostwire Tokyo then because I did play it on PS5. I got it at mm-hmm. launch. It isn't a scary game. It is more of a spooky game. It's about atmosphere, lighting, mm-hmm. and it's got the classic Shinji Mikami touch to it, which I think is is great. Um, I'm not one for scary games either. The only horror games mm-hmm. I tend to play are those walking simulator until dawn uh, style games. So mm-hmm. it's awesome to see this coming with more content than what I played. Um, what I would say about Ghostwire is that it was a mixed bag for me. I didn't really care for the open world element mm-hmm. of Ghostwire Tokyo. That felt a little too formulaic to me because it is go to this area, uncover the map more, then you get a bunch of little markers to go do side quests. The mm-hmm. story I really enjoyed. That kind of takes the... It, kind of takes the halo infinite approach where you go to an area and then you're locked into a certain like subsection of that world mm-hmm. and then you okay. do your mission there um the power gameplay absolutely phenomenal the little hand movements that they do it's it's awesome to play i just didn't mm-hmm. vibe with the actual like side content that you did in the open world now does the new content that they're giving it does that does any of that appeal to you I would like to jump in and try out the gauntlet mode that they're saying because I want to know like what that actually is. If it sounds more like a almost like a little rogue light game mode that they're throwing in there because mm-hmm. it does have the like 120 levels they can pull from. You'll get 30 and try to get through them. I think that could be a fun challenge. Um, I'm not sure how like the new areas and side quests like they would have to really change what the content was in those areas because if it's just more of the same in a different location then i don't mm-hmm. really want to go do that um i think extending the cutscenes is a little weird like the story was pretty cut and dry from where i stood so mm-hmm. i'm not sure what they're doing there i think they did that with death loop too where they had like the golden um ending or whatever where it kind of explained things a little more so that's Mm -hmm. that's something bethesda seems to be doing recently but i'm not i'm not in it to replay it but it might be something like when there aren't many games out which will not be the case (laughs) in the next couple of weeks um Mm -hmm. download it pop back in like have some fun with the the new 30 stage gauntlet thing and then pop out right I uh, I have found very mixed interest in gauntlet style modes of games. I 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I really loved Gotham Knights. Uh, just like Suicide Squad. It's not the game I want it to be, but it was fun and I enjoyed it. But I've not jumped jumped into the assault mode, which is essentially the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. going through and just play, and um, my buddies and I, I uh, like our, our little discord community, we're enjoying Outriders right now. Um, as an aside to all the games I listed earlier, that's kind of one we're just playing through is World Slayer. Uh, it's on sale right now and people are it's on Game Pass as well. So just playing through that. There's a gauntlet mode at the end. It's fun. It's fun. I enjoy PvE. I enjoy, but it's a throwaway mental thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just gonna turn my brain off and have a good time versus like I'm focused. Makes sense. Luke, we like a lot of the same yeah. games because I liked Gotham Knights as well. Uh, my yes, brother sir. and I played that entirely co-op. And it was a blast. I loved mm-hmm. Outriders even after my mm-hmm. character got deleted for two weeks. So uh, I, I jumped. Yeah, I had the inventory bug in Outriders where it just wiped my character. I had to restart the whole mm-hmm. thing. I still love that game. That game is great. Yeah. I never got to World Slayer though. I didn't. I didn't jump back in. It was one of those. I have a hard time going back for DLC. Is is really my thing. So I'll tell you at the moment it's half off. Uh, at least it was half off like a week ago. Um, maybe consider it because we're having a good time with it. It's not a game that we're like, you know, all day, every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not my infinite or my Fortnite or anything, but like I'm enjoying it. And the new weapons are cool. You get an extra perk and you know, that game is all about perks. If anyone hasn't played outriders before, the whole premise is just being overpowered. Mm-hmm. You, they throw, they throw bullet spongy enemies at you and you are overpowered and, you can get guns that will do toxic freeze, shock, and fire all simultaneously, and it's just fun to watch it happen. And that's the whole point. It's a power fantasy. Um, so I like that aspect of it a lot. World Slayer does a good job of it. Yeah. Games like that appeal to me. I just like being broken in video games. Like I got a... Mm-hmm. In, in E7, I got a, a, a equipment item that the more kills I get, the stronger it boosts my stats. So I literally just put it and I was like just slashing one hit the low level enemies. I was like, I'm going to become a god in this game and then run through the rest mm-hmm. of it. Like, let's do it. I love getting broken what is in games. The, right? Like there's a South Park episode. We're going to go to the woods and kill boars. Yes. What? And they get overpowered from killing boars in World of Warcraft, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty similar, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like what I do. Kind of what I do. Yeah. What do yeah. you do? Nothing wrong with uh, that. All right. Well, let's keep it rolling here. Um, is Soul, Soul Calibur getting a remaster? This comes from Nick over at Xbox Era. He says a Soul Calibur remaster is currently in the works at Bandai Namco. He says it's unclear whether it's a remaster of the first game or a collection of the first few. Says that the game could possibly launch on Game Pass. This is just a rumor. Um, I wanted to more gauge. Are you in? Do you have history with Soul Calibur, Luke? And fighting games, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it, would this some, be something you're interested in? Uh, interested? Would I be interested in it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Soul Calibur was special because the Dreamcast was special, and I loved a good Dreamcast back in the day. Um, it was very ahead of its time. It, it truly was ahead of its time. It's not even a meme. It's it, it truly was. Um, but you know, am I interested in it? Sure, I think I'd play it. it but my time has become so. I guess you would say I'm so particular about fighting games now because mm-hmm. I was big into fighting games. Like I had a fight stick for street fighter four, loved it. And this year uh, is a fighting fighting game dream. Do you still have it? Nice. My fight nice. stick's cool. down here. Yeah. 
One that okay, one that, cool. One that had extra life last year. That's cool. Okay, I'm jealous because I loved my fight stick for Street Fighter Four. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. But uh, I say all that because it is a year where the fighting game community is being treated well. We're set to get Mortal Kombat 12. Thanks, uh, stockbrokers, for leaking that one. Uh, we're getting Street Fighter 6, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guilty Gear just came to Game Pass. There's a lot of wins happening. So, so I. Yes, I'm excited for Soul Calibur, but I watched that. That I happen to be watching uh, that episode with Nick, and I feel like mm. he's he's buttering our bread a little bit yeah. on that one. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's it, I I'm always skeptical when we report on these these rumors. I always say that they're rumors because uh, we've heard a lot of rumors, like that uh, Marcus Phoenix collection, right? That's we got that. It's 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 uh, done and dusted. We're all we're all playing that. So I take these mm-hmm. with a grain of salt. Soul Calibur was a game I really enjoyed playing on the GameCube, whatever Soul Calibur mm-hmm. that was. Um, when you had like Link and Spawn and all those like guest characters come in, that was really fun. But I tried playing Soul Calibur 6, which was the most recent one, and I did mm-hmm. not enjoy my time with it at all. Um, okay. It reviewed very well. I don't know what I'm missing, but I gravitate more towards the fighting games like. I'm a big Smash Bros. player. That's a 3D platformer. I love Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I love those platform fighters. But in terms of traditional mm-hmm. fighters, Guilty Gear is my go-to. I absolutely love Guilty Gear Strive. Um, it's it's phenomenal. I, I preached about that when we talked about coming to Game Pass a few weeks ago. I Right now on the horizon, I think Tekken 8 looks phenomenal. If I was going to jump back into like a 3D fighter, Tekken 8 looks really good. And then Street Fighter 6, I'm still debating just because, oh man, it looks really good. But I've been, I don't know if I'm good enough to play a Street Fighter game. That's a little more technical than than like Guilty Gear is for me. Yeah, I, I grant you all of that. But I think, I think Street Fighter has a special place in my heart, you know? Mm. It just Street Fighter is special to me. At least that's how I'm taking it. Rooney in the chat says Tekken number one fighting game, but Guilty Gear has been great. So uh, shout out to Chevroni as well. Um, I've never enjoyed Tekken outside of Eddie Gordo on my PS PS Plus, not PS Plus, PlayStation Underground demo disc oh. uh, back in the day. I used to love me some demo. Uh, and shout out to PlayStation for for having the best demo discs back in the day, but. Uh, I never got into Tekken. I couldn't find the rhythm. There's a there's a rhythm that is played with fighting games. Mortal Kombat has its own rhythm. It's similar to in, Injustice. is similar to Mortal Kombat. Ooh, Street yeah. Fighter has its own rhythm. Uh, I could handle those. But Guilty Gear and Darkstalkers, Tekken, my, my brain just didn't function with it. And I love me some Marvel vs. Capcom too, but I just smashed buttons on that one because it looked cool. <laughs> it looked cool. That's fair. That's fair. I, I I told a story recently how I went to a like a arcade and they had Marvel versus Capcom and I was like, let's play. And everyone's like, what are you what are you doing? Because I was like, well, I was not with the gamers, so they didn't understand why this was like an awesome thing to see in in modern day. And I was like, all right, well, mm-hmm. I guess we won't play this. But um, yeah, really cool. Uh, if the, if it does come, great. If it's on Game Pass, even better. I, I doubt I'll pick it up unless it does come to Game Pass because it is a remaster mm-hmm. of a game I've, I've played before. So uh, let's keep the rumor train going. 
could a new Castlevania game be on the way? This was uh, somebody's been doing some digging. They found that Konami has filed a new trademark for Project Zircon. Zircon, for those unaware, is the least valuable jewel found in the Castlevania series, leading to speculation a new game could be on the way. How do you feel about Castlevania, Luke? Snooze. Ooh. I, I, I'm snoozing it. I'm hitting my snooze button on that one, and it's never, ever to diss something that people like. It's just because I never clicked at the time, and I've never been able to go back. But I wholeheartedly appreciate what it did for the genre because I really enjoyed, I really enjoy the Metroidvania genre. Um, but Castlevania doesn't move the needle for me. I didn't pick up the new Dead Cells expansion that had Castlevania in it. I just missed the mark on it. Mm, okay that completely fair i'm uh i i liked i've played castlevania back in the day obviously and it was i remember it fondly but i never mm -hmm. like when they release those collections i'm never like i have to go buy those because it's like i experienced those games i'm gonna leave them in the past where they kind of belong uh, in my opinion mm -hmm. i think the metroidvania is again not really my biggest like biggest genre in my heart um i really liked mm -hmm. if you call control a metroidvania which i think it classifies as, as metroidvania i really liked, i would count um, that a uh, fist for those unaware it uh, came out last year or the year before it was played as a rabbit arkham uh, i haven't played it i'm sorry so i cut you off don't kill me you've never played arkham no i haven't haven't played any of the arkham games it's weird um you know? kevin i feel like i may have known that and forgotten it and yeah, probably. i'm glad i forgot it I'm glad I forgot it, but I need you to play Arkham. I think if you like Gotham Knights, you'll, it'll take you very far. Gotham or Arkham, those are special games, man. And mm -hmm. Arkham Knight is my favorite game of all time. Oh. Not the best, but my favorite. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. Uh, Amon is always on me to play them, so I'll uh, I'll get to them <laughs> eventually. A rare time, Amon and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> a rare time, Amon and I agree. So if a new Castlevania is coming, great. It probably just be a remaster for all we know konami's more interested in uh, making uh plinko machi machines than uh, actual games these days so mm -hmm. but let's end on a high note for me anyway i don't know your interest in this sea of stars has added xbox to their launch lineup the highly anticipated indie rpg sea of stars coming from sabotage mm -hmm. studio the team behind the messenger has announced that they are adding Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S to the console launch lineup when the title drops at the end of August. How are you feeling, Luke? Good. Uh, I love the Messenger. Thought they did a really good job with that. I I'm a bit biased in that I had uh, Thierry Boulanger on XEP back in 2020 to talk about the Messenger. Um, <laughs> behind the curtain, for any of my my people that are listening, I emailed him today um yes we just have him back on uh because i would love thierry was really cool and i really think uh sea of stars has a lot of people talking about it mm -hmm. um it's nice also to see uh and again i i really want to double down on this idea for anyone that doesn't know me is that games should be played in as many places as possible and i'm really glad to see it's not just coming to switch um it's not just coming to one platform because these games are special. And if it's not made first party, I want to see them in as many places as possible. This is a talented studio. Sea of Stars itself proper doesn't look like it falls in my realm. It looks like it falls in your realm. Mm -hmm. um, but you cannot argue the quality of that developer and what they've put out so far. So I'm in and the art is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. 
it looks absolutely gorgeous and and it does look like a game that's it's very much a traditional rpg inspired game which is right up my mm -hmm. alley i'm really looking forward to this one i have been since it was revealed i've never actually played the messenger so this isn't like oh. i i have no background into the developer all i knew was they released the messenger which is highly uh regarded and then i've seen them really blow up uh over sea of stars like the anticipation i see people talking about this game actively i know uh Mr. Badbit, Joe over there, he said he was gonna, mm -hmm. he's even gonna play this game. So it's it's getting people that don't traditionally play these types of games into it. Mm -hmm. And it was kick, it was a Kickstarter game. So it's like mm -hmm. um it wasn't always guaranteed what platforms, right? Like the Kickstarter money mm -hmm. only goes so far. They can only develop for the platforms that they can afford to develop for. And if I was making this type of game, Switch is obviously a must. PlayStation would be my next one, which are the two they announced ahead of time. So Xbox was always up in the air and I couldn't blame them for that, even though it was disappointing. Mm -hmm. So this announcement really got me excited. I was like, yes, I can, I can play it on my preferred platform of choice and I can support them to show like, mm -hmm. Hey, there is, there is interest in these types of games on this platform. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's further credit to Microsoft's ability to, go out and court people in genres that they haven't been getting. And I'm glad to see yet another box ticked off the list. This year has been good for people that have had to use Xbox as their tertiary console. If it hadn't been their primary, but this year, you know, we saw the persona games uh, mm -hmm. come into their own. It looks like street fighter returns to Xbox this year, guilty gears dropping day and date into game pass. Like Microsoft is working their butts off to fill the gap that they had. Um, and they they seem reluctant to make certain third party deals, but this is a game that if you had a Switch, this is a good fit. If you had a PlayStation, seems like it'd be right at home. But now, if you got an Xbox, maybe you're considering it. Maybe your primary is uh, or your options are, are opening up a bit, especially when given XCloud is available to you. If they can get this one into Game Pass, which I could see it, XCloud's available to you. Kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And I always I always like to to say. It to tell the audience like when you see these types of games games that we don't normally get on the xbox platform support them please like show mm -hmm. that there is that interest i try to to walk i try to <laughs> do what i preach so i'm just saying please like when crisis core came i could have played it on playstation i bought it on xbox just to show square hey why don't you give us some games square it's 20 it, mm -hmm. it's been months and we still don't have games from you but Yep. exciting that's cool um you want to end with some listener questions luke i love listener questions all right brendan myers the winter gamer writes in he says what are some of your favorite play over the weekend games play over the weekend games does he mean like start to finish over the weekend I am. That's what i took the question to mean like games you could start on a friday and have it wrapped up on a sunday for me, I don't mine. Did I have any? Go ahead. Mine yeah. is mine is pretty easy. We talked about it beforehand. Crackdown. I think Crackdown Ooh. is a great weekend game, especially in co-op. If you can get a co-op partner to play that with you, that is a perfect mm -hmm. weekend game because it's nothing but fun, good times. You don't have to like get super invested in like a heavy narrative mm -hmm. that's gonna to weigh you down. It's just go, 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 fun, fun, fun. That's a good choice. That's a really good choice. I 
Don't know that I have one off the top of my head, but it'd probably be a platformer of some kind, like a 3D platformer. I think about, uh, you know, games like Mario, Super Lucky's Tale. Um, I just downloaded one called Figment 2, which is out on multiple platforms, I believe. Um, usually a good platformer to me feels like a weekend game. Um, I I miss, and though I have the ability to do it, but I just can't bring myself to turn on my Switch right now. Um I have so many other options of things to play, but you know, I miss just the days of just booting up with Mario and just running and jumping some Goombas for a bit. Uh, and, and there's that. Also, you know, th this might be a good answer to his question. Really enjoy the, the Halo campaigns, mm -hmm. and a lot of them can be wrapped up in six to eight hours. Uh, so maybe in addition to platformers, a good first person shooter playing through Halo Reach, good weekend game. Uh, that's probably a good answer there. Ghostly March, uh, my brother in the chat says, nobody saves the world we beat in a weekend. Uh, yes, but we also put 24 hours into it, so I don't think that is a, a weekend game. That was just That's us not be, healthy. That was just us be, yeah, addicted. That's, that's what that was. Uh, <laughs> Roasty Co. says, how are we feeling about Jim Ryan saying he doesn't care if PlayStation gets Call of Duty, he just doesn't want Xbox to have it? With the game industry moving more towards cooperation than ever, is it even worth it to try this hard for PlayStation? Uh, Kevin, seeing as you aren't an Xbox exclusive gamer, neither is Luke. Does this change your view on either company? Is Microsoft being anti-consumer? Is PlayStation being unrealistic? Or is it somewhere in the middle? So that was Lulu's comment, correct? She she made that, she put that out there. Uh, um, oh, she's yeah, an Activision yes, CC yes, COO. Yes. She, was, she was the one that said, I, I don't, I don't want a new deal. I just want to block your merger. Yeah. I believe Lulu Chang Missouri. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I've had a conversation with her. She's very nice. Um, she to put that out there and I was surprised she put that out there. Uh, and a couple people were wondering if like this breaks some sort of handshake agreement to confidentiality or whatnot. And there is no such thing. Uh, there's no such thing when you're at that level discussing those things in public. Um, how do I feel about it? I think Jim Ryan's doing exactly what Jim Ryan should do for PlayStation. Uh, I think if you're a PlayStation only gamer, you're happy that Jim Ryan's out there fighting for your console. He's not fighting for you. Don't misunderstand. He's not fighting, mm -hmm. uh, in ways that are helping you. And I think Jim Ryan himself is actually hurting PlayStation quite a bit. They're damaging relationships right now, which is especially obvious in the amount of support Microsoft's getting from third parties, whether the deal goes through or not, I don't care. I don't have a stake in that. Um, but PlayStation's Jim Ryan's not doing PlayStation favors, but he is fighting for the PlayStation gamer in some ways. Uh, I would argue that I would argue that he's not fighting for your dollar the way he should be. Um, and I definitely don't think he's approaching it well. Um, and was the other part of the question, how I feel about like Lulu saying it, was that the other, uh, no, I mean, he, he more just asked, like, is it worth it for PlayStation to, to try this hard to, to stop it? Um, and then is if Microsoft's being anti-consumer, PlayStation are un, being unrealistic. Uh, okay, so it, it is worth it for PlayStation to try and stop it, but there is a point of diminishing returns, and I think we're about there um, because they are now damaging relationships with people that want them to stop. Um, like third-party publishers are saying, like, all right, it's enough. And let's say the deal doesn't go through. Activision is not inclined to want to work with PlayStation more after watching this behavior. But money talks and money talks all. So know that as well. Um, 
as far as Xbox being anti-consumer, I think everything's kind of pointing to the opposite of that. They've been very pro-consumer and don't get it twisted. That's because they're in third, sometimes fourth place, depending on the metric you're looking at behind Nintendo PC and PlayStation. Um, PlayStation is not acting like a market leader right now. And Xbox is acting like someone who's trying to catch up and make ground. They've got a lot of good things in the hopper. I don't see Microsoft being anti-consumer right now. Um, if anything, they're too lenient, which I love mm. because I, my money is spent there primarily. But if you'll notice, the the keen Microsoft shopper is getting a lot of deals on a lot of things, but not Game Pass. Game Pass is not going on sale and has not gone on sale in some time. Remember, it used to be you could get a lot of months for mm -hmm. 30 bucks. What hadn't happened in a while. That's because the value proposition is coming and we're getting a lot more third party deals into Game Pass. People are seeing the value of Game Pass. Um, <laughs> quite by accident, uh, quite a few XCP interviews have taken caught attention because the devs are saying, hey, we're Xbox exclusive and we want to be in Game Pass and can't get in. And so I don't think they're being anti-consumer. I think if anything, they're being very pro-consumer. Uh, there's a lot to watch, a lot to watch. Yeah, and I, I've, I've made the point on the show before that I think after the deal closes, um, which I, I, I do think it'll, it'll close, um, that I see Game Pass more as a first party and indie service, uh, maybe some double A's in there. I think they lean less into the big day one triple A um, third party games because they won't need to. They, they, they won't need to. They'll have content coming at a, a regular cadence to satisfy people. Mm -hmm. And then you, when you want those, those other experiences that aren't first party, you're going to have your indie games. You're going to have your double A games that I love. Uh, like Gungrave Gore, I played the crap out of last year. And is it a good game? No. But it's like a, it's a nice mm -hmm. six that I just enjoy booting up, having some fun with. And I think that is what Game Pass is going to lean more towards. And that's fine mm -hmm. with me. I think that's completely fine. Um, in terms of the question here for, for Jim Ryan, he's doing what he should be doing. If I was CEO of PlayStation, right. I would be doing the exact same thing. I'd be throwing a fit because Call of Duty makes PlayStation a lot of money, so much money. And they've even mm -hmm. said it themselves, like we need Call of Duty to fund our first party titles. And that's fine. Because Xbox says, we're going to still give you Call of Duty. Just sign this agreement for 10 years. Um, and PlayStation's unhappy with that. How that plays out, we're, we're still going to have to wait and see. But I don't think Microsoft is anti-consumer. I don't think PlayStation is being is doing anything they shouldn't be doing. I think they might be taking a little too far and long at this point. Like, let's wrap it up. Like, people are getting annoyed. But it's, mm -hmm. it's all going to work itself out. And companies are doing business things. Yeah, agree, agree. And shout out to Bowser and chat talking about Microsoft rewards. Uh, it is a great program to get some free Game Pass. It, dude, it used to give out in spades, and even that mm -hmm. is cut back, which is kind of a bummer. But I use it to play Jewel all the time. Yeah, I I boot up Jewel on my Xbox app to get those like streaks, uh, whatever the mm -hmm. like every day. I got to boot it up and then play around a Jewel, and I'm like, all right, give me. Give me I just points. like Jewel. Maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm a dork, but I really like Jewel. No, I downloaded Bejeweled on Game Pass and was like playing it for like an hour one day. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna just gonna enjoy this. Um next question from TPR says, Have either of you played Gotham Knights with the game's recent performance improvements? If so, how is it? Uh, I haven't. Not since the improvements, no. Um 
but I put well over 40, 50 at 50, maybe even 60 hours into it. And I did a secondary review for season gaming because I didn't like their first review. Not that, not the reviewer, uh, Steve Esposito was a great reviewer, but I disagreed with him. And so I wanted to have a counterpoint article. Um, but no, I haven't played since the, the updates, the, the mark is missed unless you're bringing me something substantial. No, not interested. And two similar looking asterisks looking uh, to Suicide Squad. So, mm -hmm. mm. but I'm a diehard DC fan. I could see a day where I do boot it back up. Um, yeah, I don't, Arkham, I don't know what the plan is with, with Gotham Knights. I, I, at this point, I'm kind of feeling like they're they're done with it. Like maybe some patches for, for stability and frame. But I don't think we're ever going to get like a 60 FPS patch. I don't think we're going to get like big DLC drops. I, I really don't think Gotham Knights hit, hit the way that they wanted it to or needed it to for that continued support so uh, i like gotham knights it's a fun game even at 30 fps and i remember Three. playing it at extra life and that was after one i think the initial patch and even then the performance was greatly improved so if they've improved it more since then great uh two more Terabo says, with all the concessions Microsoft has given, concessions they never wanted to make, at what point is Microsoft thinking if we bought EA or Capcom, there wouldn't be this much pushback? Or is it the Activision Blizzard deal with all these concessions and price points still worth it? You go first. <laughs> so this is hard for me. Because if you had asked yeah. me uh, initially, do I think Activision Blizzard were seventy billion dollars? For me, for my gaming taste, no, I, I really mm -hmm. don't. Um, because even with the deal, the biggest thing for me is Crash Bandicoot. As long as I can play Crash Bandicoot, I am a happy. I love Crash more than like mm -hmm. probably is reasonable. I understand mm -hmm. that isn't the big focus of this deal. It's not even like the small focus of this deal. Um, but then again, I wouldn't have want them to buy EA. Like EA doesn't really do much for me. Capcom, I think, has a, a great catalog of games. Um, I do think there would have been less pushback if they went for Capcom. But again, they're a Japanese studio or publisher. I don't know if they could even do that based on mm -hmm. just the way Japanese companies operate. So in mm -hmm. terms of from a business standpoint, what will make the most money, what will bring in the most consumers, Activision Blizzard, I think, is worth it. Just not for me. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very much in agreement. None of the IP and Activision Blizzard that are currently active speak to me as a, I have to have this as the system seller. Uh, I like the approach of go big or go home. I thought they did that with Bethesda. I would have kind of liked to see Sega or Capcom, but Activision is a big get if it can go through and i appreciate the value proposition that's being uh put forth there uh i appreciate also that they acquire with activision a slew of ip that are inactive and if they keep what is active call of duty uh being the primary but world of warcraft and the warcraft property as well being active if they keep those going and then uh do something special with spyro do something special with crash uh, then I think you've got a lot of good vibes on the way. So do I think they would have been better off? Not with EA, uh, not with EA. EA actually had not done, a, there's a lot of things that EA hasn't done well uh, as far as mm -hmm. stewarding things. But I think with every one of these points, there's a good counterpoint of like, well, is Activision? 
you know, has this company, has that company. And it's always going to come down to personal preference. If they had snagged Capcom or Sega, what's to say PlayStation wouldn't have gone after Activision themselves or, or whatnot. We see Square Enix going PlayStation's route. Uh, we see Bungie has already gone there. Uh, they've acquired a number of smaller studios that were essentially second party. Um, this is just kind of the name of the game for the next few years. And uh, I'm ready for the deal to be done, mm-hmm. whether it goes through or not. I'm ready Same. for it to be done. Um, Same. I, but I will say, I, I'm exhausted of talking about it, but at least lately, we've had real things to talk about. I don't mm-hmm. need to hear what dealer said on RDX about Activision Blizzard. I want to hear what a developer says uh, about it. I want to hear what uh, the companies proper say in the moment. It's time for that. And so take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Well, final question comes from It's Kyle says, has Xbox truly gotten better with getting JRPGs on the platform? Or are they still behind considering a lot of JRPGs are still exclusive to PlayStation or Xbox gets year old ports? Also, what do you think about Final Fantasy 16's director saying the term JRPG is offensive? Oh boy. All right. So have they done better? Absolutely. Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, uh, Persona are all now on our platform. Are they all the latest and greatest? No. So do they have room to make up? Absolutely. And PlayStation being a Japanese studio with entrenched Japanese values and relationships uh, suggests that that they're going to keep those for a long while. I had a really good talk with um, a gentleman named Ed Freeze a couple, maybe mm-hmm. a year ago now. And he talked about how business in Japan is simply different. Um, but what we're seeing consistently as Microsoft gets the Kingdom Hearts, gets the Personas, gets uh, a lot of these smaller titles that are JRPG in nature, um, they're working towards it. And I appreciate the effort all day long. Um, it is not the best place to play your JRPGs. And so uh, I, I think that's just a known thing. But if you're an Xbox gamer who likes them uh, or it's your secondary console, you're in a good space. Now, the far more dangerous to answer question of is JRPG offensive? I have never once used or thought of it as a as an offensive term. I think it's a descriptor, mm-hmm. and it's a descriptor that uh, one way or another allows gamers to identify what they like and dislike. So take that for what you will. I think it's very easy to become offended if you choose to be offended by a lot of things. Um, and that's true of a content creator. We, we run that gambit every day. It's easy to get to say something and be uh, misunderstood or just have something taken out of context. And so my hope is that the term does not offend the gentleman in place because I've, I think it's used endearingly quite often. Uh, it's used as a com- I, I Western RPG is also a term. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is used that to, descri- to describe a number of, of games. And so I don't ever use it with malice in my heart. I don't know anybody that ever has truly. And I worked at GameStop. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I hate that, that that gentleman was offended. I hope that, that he does not continue to be because I don't see that term as being offensive. And I hope that people realize that uh, a descriptor can be just a descriptor. Mm-hmm. Um but that's dangerous territory, and and I don't think this is the right platform and time to go further into it. But I have plenty of more thoughts, and like maybe in a different space, or when we're not winding down on a show, yeah. uh, we talk about that more because it is a good, yeah. t- it's a good question. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I would echo a lot of what you said. I do think 
there is more context to why he considers it offensive. And it is, it does a lot have to do with um, certain games that came out during certain time periods, like, like 15 years ago, you got a lot of anime heavy focus uh, RPGs that did lean into a lot of tropes that maybe the uh, Japanese people found offensive uh, in some way. But in, in terms of every time I've said the word JRPG, in terms of people I know that say the word JRPG, it is just a descriptor to say, hey, when you pick up this game, you're probably going to have uh, tr maybe traditional turn-based that tends to be the, the JRPG format. You would mm -hmm. have certain quest styles, certain looks, certain aesthetics, and that appeals to a lot of people. But when I say Western RPGs, like you, you think I think for me anyway, it's more like what CD Projekt Red puts out, obviously, and those games are like more gritty or I don't know. There's a, there's a format. It, it is just a way to describe the type of game you're going to get. And at the end of the day, they are all RPGs. So if you want to just say RPGs, go for it. No one's going to be offended by RPGs. Mm -hmm. um, I I think calling for everyone to stop saying the phrase is a bit silly but that's he can he can choose to do what he wants um in terms of the other question has xbox done better i think they've done better for sure you've mentioned all the games luke that they've brought over i still think there's a long way to go mm -hmm. i made a, i made a video i think about a year ago saying xbox needed to invest more in fighting games and jrpgs and they've done that They've addressed a lot mm -hmm. of those criticisms I had in that video, but there are still series mm -hmm. that I want to come to the platform, like the Yee series, like the Trail series. But that relies not only on Xbox wanting that, but publishers and developers wanting that because it's not worth it for double A JRPG studios like that, like the games that NIS America works on and puts out to bring mm -hmm. it to a platform where it's not going to sell anything. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So that, Agreed, that, and well said. Yeah, the, the, those are my thoughts on the matter. Um, I don't, I don't really have much more to go for there. So why don't we wrap this show up, Luke? Thank you for stopping by, my friend. Uh, I hope you had fun. I had a blast hanging out with you. Before you go, you want to tell people yeah. where they can find you? Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm privileged to be on, and I hope to to be on again soon because uh, I love Project X Talk, and so if I if we can make the schedules work, so I, I enjoy it. Um, anybody that's listening can seek out my podcast, the Xbox expansion pass. Uh, it's on all your podcast services and YouTube. Um, I think it's fair to say at this point that I, in addition to the show, I have a specialty in hosting interviews with developers. Um, and I would love people to, ch to check those out. Uh, really and truly it's a rising tides lift all boats. And so I firmly believe that, um, as content creators and as Xbox content creators, lifting each other up is the right way to go. And so if you enjoy X talk, I think you'll enjoy XEP and I invite you over to that community. Uh, we have a pretty great uh, patron group as well. So if that's something of interest, but in general, thanks for having me and I hope to come back again soon. Absolutely. Uh, I am part of the discord over there at XEP for the, the patron group. It is a great time. I would give this episode uh, 10 double downs, Luke. In case you uh... no, <laughs> oh gosh, okay. Double downs are like KFC's nasty. Yeah, it's and that has nasty. been like th that has been our whole patron argument lately. Like is days. that <laughs> yeah? And they're still going. They're still oh, in good. there going right now. People are now defending Taco Bell, attacking Popeyes. It's crazy. It's, oh. it's, 
<laughs> whatever it's cool it's hey, fun everyone go check out the xbox expansion pass uh give luke some support and love um i think he's closing in on a thousand subscribers on youtube too so if you need to go drop him a sub, sub over there you're like 8 850 right something like that sweet thought, okay i like truly that. didn't know that truly what? didn't know that that's wow. cool i've been trying not to look because i get stressed out if i do but that's yeah. cool i feel yeah i feel like that's cool and, Anyway, you can find us over at Save Game Media on Twitter. Stay up to date with all of our latest. You can find me at the Muffin Mon on Twitter. It's a one and seven I O and seven A. And then we will see you next week. I don't know who's coming on next week. It'll be a surprise. Anyway, see you guys. Bye.